0: Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast. Your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett.
1: Howdy mountain bikers, thanks for being here and welcome to episode number 84 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more. About mountain biking and the people involved so thanks so much for being here it is always a pleasure to have you tuning in and listening to what's going on and let's hope the podcast is helping you do that now on episode number 84 we are talking about e-bikes yes the dreaded e-bike conversation now you either love them or you hate them but they but are they for you and should you be looking at buying one we welcome back Robert from Wheeling to discuss the whole e-bike debate and fill us in on the Vetus e-summit he had for a test review via the guys from Chain Reaction a number of weeks ago. Now, I love the old e-bike debate, to be honest. And both Robert and myself, after doing episode number 82 where we reviewed the 2019 Vitus Scarp 29 VRX, we decided to publish a further episode... ...about an e-bike he recently reviewed on his website. The discussion ended up more of a chat about e-bikes in general than an actual review... ...but we both came to the conversation not knowing each other's views or opinions... ...regarding the introduction of e-bikes into the mountain biking world. And um, Robert, as I said, recently spent several weeks riding the Vetus e-Summit. Robert reviewed his experience on his website... And after reading the article, I thought it would be very interesting to get him on the podcast to chat about his first experience on an e-bike. So we talk about the differences between an e-bike and a regular bike, how they handle differently, what trails they are suited for, the benefits, the drawbacks, uses for such a bike, market prices, all that stuff. And um, we didn't really know each other's opinions on the whole subject before getting into the, the debate. So... And I won't say to be it. I will say chat because that's what it is, it's a chat. Um, so it's good, it's such a popular topic at the minute in the mountain bike industry and with all the brands really, really um, pushing the e-bike thing hard now and um, it's just very, very interesting so we will get into that. So thanks again for being here folks and thanks for tuning in and all I have to do now is welcome Robert to the MTB Tribe Podcast. Hi Robert, welcome to the MTB Trade
2: Podcast. Thanks for coming on, dude. We're talking e-bikes this time.
3: Yes, uh, e-bikes, everybody's favourite topic at the moment, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are e-bikes for you? That's the question we're going to be trying to answer.
3: Yeah, and I hope, as I was talking to you, it's to kind of give a, a non-biased opinion on, on on what what it's about. Um, for me, it was the very first time I'd swung a leg over an e-bike, so it was totally new experience and hopefully get a bit of that across in in what we're about to have a chat about.
2: Yeah, yeah, and we will get into the bike you were on because you had a land of a bike from Chain Reaction, um, the Summit, is that right?
3: Yeah, I, I think I mentioned it in the previous episode that I, I accidentally got a land of the Vitus e-Summit. It was their Mm -hmm. X-Demo 2018 model. So it was just last year's spec. And as I said on the previous show, I had met up with the new team, CRC Belfast, to do a photo shoot with them. And they gave me an e-bike to ride around with the guys when I was carrying the camera gear. And basically... I kind of accidentally hung on to it for four weeks because I did, they didn't have room in their van to take it back up to the shop and I was going in the opposite direction home so they were kind of like oh do you want to hang on to it for a few weeks and then I didn't I was like yeah definitely <laughs> why, why not anytime like I'll, I'll, I'll have a go on this bike see what it's like because it, like e-bikes have been around I suppose around around in anger I suppose about I, I would say five years where I've sort of been noticing them in anger, five to six years type of phrasing. I hadn't had a go on one. I had a very, very brief spin on one when I was away working like yeah, two or three years ago. And then, so this was the first time I actually had a go on an e-bike. So I was quite excited to do it. And it was kind of accidental. It wasn't something I went looking for. Going, oh, I need to test an e-bike. This is the new craze or whatever. It was kind of like, I'll try it. I don't know if I actually like e bikes. I'm kind of, I would definitely, I wasn't an e bike fan, and then I still not quite sure if I am an e bike fan, but I suppose we'll get into that now in a minute.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah, um, and it's interesting, it's kind of the carry on from the 27.529 kind of wheel size to be, yeah. it, I suppose, um, but. You know, in general, the e-bike thing in general is definitely seeing an insurgent. Um, all the companies now are more or less making e-bikes. I don't think Santa Cruz make them, but a lot of them are making them. I've seen the new YT. I've seen the new Canyon. I've seen the new Rocky Mountain. The Rocky Mountain one looks amazing, by the way. Um, Mondraker are doing them, or Bea do them. You know, loads of brands are doing them, and I suppose they're seeing a growth and sales through e-bikes, but there seems to be a quite a big divide at camp on whether you agree with them or you don't. Um, so, what what's your what's your general opinion on them? Do you think, Robert?
3: My opinion now or before I had one.
2: Tell, tell Tell us before first of all, just to be see how how it's changed.
3: Uh, initially, when I started getting into mountain biking i'm i'm a little bit of a blow and so i'm only at i'm only at about five or six years and then the e-bikes were sort of taken off about then and i was hating life going up a climb and i was like i need an e-bike i've got to have an e-bike and then the more i got into mountain biking the better i got at climbing and the more I kind of appreciated the grind if you know what i mean I,
0: mm.
3: I began to enjoy the misery of climbing and um and then i was i, I swung in the way that e-bike was cheating Uh, that's the that's the line everybody likes to use that's cheating bike so i kind of like yeah i I don't like i don't why do you know you you don't need an e-bike and then i suppose now since i've had the e-bike for i had the e-bike for about four to five weeks i've kind of i'm on the phase of yes you don't need an e-bike but they're kind of nice to have and they're kind of cool and in the right in the right um domain or in the right it, right use, they're they're actually really quite cool to have, but then I think a lot of people don't use them in that right respect. So they're kind of missing the boat on what e-biking is actually about. That's kind of in a, in a nutshell of where I would sit on it. And I, I suppose that's not a direct answer, and not a yes or no
0: answer.
3: <laughs> You're going to get a yes or no answer on that, and the, on, on the e-biking as a such, but. If you use them right and in the right way, they're class. But if you just have one to go ride as you normally do in your normal place and smash out a few runs, they're not class. So yeah, if you if you do it right, they're great. If you don't do it right, you're, you're kinda you're just only cheating yourself. You're not really getting that in any value the right you're not getting the right value or the right um, use out of what they're designed for in my mind now that I kinda would see them as
2: for. Mm, yeah. And it's interesting to see the way the brands actually <clears throat> advertise them, you know, and it's interesting you bring that point up because I don't think I've really noticed them advertising them for a specific type of rider or a specific person wanting to get back into mountain biking or something like that. You know, they just seem to be advertised for the general rider. There's no real specific market they're going to as far as i can see is that the way you've seen it
3: yeah i've i've yet to see a kind of an e-bike uh, a manufacturer at least an e-bike video that goes yeah that's exactly what it's for in my mind an e-biking is is kind of an open mountain kind of quite an adventure style spin where you know you head off for you head off and you hit trails that you don't normally get to reach every day of the week you know you're not you you, you're kind of and you're on the you're on the mountain you're riding natural just cutting 100 year old trails on the mountain you're not riding you're not riding in a park or you're not riding in a bike park or smashing down through a forestry trail or stuff like that you're kind of out on top of the mountain and you're kind of going peak to peak and stuff like that and I think that's Mm -hmm. what for me that's when I did that with the e-bike that's when I actually began to really enjoy the e-bike whereas before the first time I took the e-bike I I was in the forest and I spent um I just rode my local loop um rode the eight trails or whatever and kind of smashed them out and I was like oh that's a bit okay but it's not brilliant and then when I went and did a big spin I was like well that was actually really cool and a lot of the the e-bike videos they kind of show you more the just smashing out the trails in the forestry and kind of saying yay these are these are kind of rad because you can do more trails in less time and get more riding done whereas they should be kind of pitching it the other direction where kind of encouraging you to go out and kind of explore and scope out places that you don't normally get to get to be with a regular mountain bike just purely because time constraints and the kind of the difficulty and the energy it sort of takes to get there, mm-hmm. it's harder with a with it with a, with a regular mountain bike because you know let's face it, we're not all pro athletes and we're not as fit as what you know the top guys are able to to do big spins like that, you know? Whereas,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're you're saying that if you have to do a run, say from A to B and it may take you let's say a day and a half or something on your normal bike you would have to come out do all that stuff you could do that let's say in a good day on an e-bike
3: yeah yeah it is um there's a particular the particular one i did if i was doing it on my mountain bike it'd probably take me around about six hours or so to do it and you know you kind of have to build up to it it's 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 a fairly it's a fairly hard spin. Like it's like, there's a lot of climbing involved in it. And then there's, you know, between the climbing, like the climbing's harder on the mountain because they're, they're just, you know, you're, they're goat trails. You're climbing up, you're not climbing up a simple fire road. So it takes a lot more out of you to do it. And you kind of, and you, you sometimes you're climbing up rocky, rutty trails, or it's an off camber grassy piece, or it's, you know, you're climbing up, you know, you're not just climbing up a clean clear track like you would on the fire fire Street fire road so it's harder to do it and keep momentum whereas the e-bike there's a little bit you have the battery assistance there to just give you that kind of a push to keep it climbing and keep you moving forward and you can kind of enjoy it a bit more whereas when i did when i did that big spin like i did it, it probably took me three hours but it was easier to do it and that's so all it was it was hard. Don't get me wrong. It was. It was. I was a good hard spin on the bike, but it was kind of more enjoyable to do it. You know, I didn't need. I didn't need a month sort of train to get myself ready to go do it. If you know what I mean, that I would normally have needed.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, and you know, I think they certainly have their place. That's my personal opinion. Um, now, I don't think you would go out with a normal group of guys who are all on normal bikes and there's maybe two or three guys on e-bikes and because where's the fun in that? You're going to be racing off, you know, in the distance, you're going to always have to be stopping and waiting on the other guys. Um, Now the side, the side point to that is if you're only getting into mountain biking and you're going into a group who are actually quite good and fit, then that may be required to keep up with them. Um, I don't know. I've never personally been kind of in that situation, but you know, that may be a use for them, or if you're coming off an injury or something like that. But I can certainly see their purpose in that kind of setting. Would that be fair to say, do you think?
3: Yes, yeah, they do. They have a, a purpose in, in sort of that kind of setting. Um it's a tricky it's a tricky one because if you ride an e bike um your average sort of climbing speed on an e-bike is around six to eight mile an hour just in eco there's three power modes there's eco trail and boost and if, you, if you're if riding eco i found my average speed is about six to eight mile an hour if i'm not on an e-bike my average speed is about four mile an hour right so if you're going to go in a group um with people that aren't on e-bikes you're trying to sort of ride at a slower speed than what you're kind of feel physically able to. I noticed it when I was out in a group of like five or six guys. And normally I'm kind of the guy that's sort of at the back of the group, you know, hanging on. <laughs> <laughs> and and this time I was at the front and I I was, I was almost two bike lengths ahead of myself with them all the time. And I know quite quickly. If, you, if you're on it, if you're in that sort of a, there's kind of a, if you're in that sort of a situation, you either, you kind of e-bikes are great if you're riding on your own or if you're in a group with other Mm e-bikers and if you're in a group of non-e-bikers you can't ride at a sort of comfortable speed and i couldn't ride at that four mile an hour speed with them i was sort of going forward and then falling back a bit and then going forward and falling back a bit and wasn't you know i was kind of and i was out of the loop i was when if you're only two bikes ahead of of the group you're with you can't you're, you're kind of out of that loop of having the chat as you're going along if you know what i mean
0: mm-hmm. it's
3: a bit i was a bit in no man's land for a lot of it when i was doing that and like they were sweating and pumping and you know giving it they're all up the hill and i was sort of like that my jacket was zipped up to my neck and i wasn't <laughs> gonna sweat or nothing like and I was, I was you know it was It's a, it's a strange scenario and i think for me if you're just as a normal 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 perspective but person that rides mountain bikes you'll find it weird riding an e-bike in a group of non-e-bikers at that sort of speed then there's the aspect yeah if you're just new to it and you, you know all the lads are out of the wild and you can't keep up you know the e-bike does bridge that gap and you can ride with them um but I, when i started i was the guy that was 50 yards off the back of the group sweating, sweating biscuits. And when I got to the top of the hill, they'd already had a drink of water and they were ready to go down it. And I was like, call the ambulance, I'm wrecked here. Like, type of style. <laughs> And, but you learn after a while to get better at it. And you just, you sort of, you have to build up stamina when you're mountain biking. And that's like climbing's part of the game. And, you know, you build it up, your legs get a bit better, you know, and you're getting a bit fitter and that's, from a perspective if you're a regular mountain biker so if you're out every weekend you build you're gradually building up your, your stamina and you're getting a bit quicker and you're getting a bit better on the climbs the only where if you're not a regular mountain biker if you're only out that once every two months or you're you're just physically having time to get out on a mountain bike and go ride any bike it's a good avenue to go down because you want to you want to be able to ride with your mates you're not you don't want to be holding them back. You're not able to ride every weekend regularly to keep to keep some level of fitness on. Mm. And you still want to be able to have a good time going down the trails. You know, if if that's kind of the, the scenario you're in at the moment, maybe you're a wife and three kids and you know you're working to you're working flat out, and you just don't have time to that you used to have riding mountain bikes, well then yeah, it's it's a good avenue to go down. Because you can still enjoy you can still enjoy the day out which when you get it when you get the chance to have one, you know? And and that's yeah. what they work too. And then also actually weirdly, the very first day I was on it, um I met a guy, he he was on an e-bike. You don't see any e-bikes and then suddenly you're on one e-bike and you see one every time you ride, like it's <laughs> it's weird. And the guy, he was sixty five and he had just had um heart stints um put in and he he was initially told like he'd been mountain biking 30 years he was saying and he bought a specialized levo was what he was on um and he was told if he if he could he would have to quit mountain biking um but then he got the e-bike so he could stay mountain biking basically if he could keep his heart rate below the 130 beats per minute he was telling me he was okay so he was basically the e-biking kept him mountain biking and that there's is great, like, you can't go wrong with that, like, that's perfect, that's exactly, that's brilliant, like, he's he's 65 years of age, he's still getting out in his trails, and he's, he's been doing it for 30 years, and he, he's going to keep doing it as long as he can, and that's thanks to an e-bike, so, there's a lot to be said for him there, too.
2: Yeah, and that's the perfect situation, I think, yeah. you know, um, for those older, older guys, either keeping at it, or getting into it and starting it, is the e bike thing would obviously be very appealing to them. Um, and I suppose there's lots of scenarios like that. You know, like an older dad whose kids have got into mountain biking um and just to keep up with his kids or something, or be about in the general vicinity of where his kids are, it may help. Um there's all those different scenarios. So exactly, I think exactly, I think yeah. it has its place, eh?
3: Exactly as I I always believe everything sort of has its place and it's sort of price point for what you're getting. And, you know, the e-bike definitely has its place and it definitely has its its place within the market and and the sport. It just depends on what usage you want it. You want to use it for, If if you do look at the average, you know, looking at the average spectrum across the mountain biking range, like for me personally, you know, I mountain bike for sort of three reasons. I've kind of, one is the fitness aspect two is to have fun and three is sort of that freedom i would say you know clears your head you you get out on the trails you forget about everything else and you know that's it's a good mind clear if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's kind of the reasons why i would mountain bike and i and with the e-bike i didn't quite tick all those boxes in a sense if you know that's Mm -hmm. uh, that was where that would be where i would sit in the fence like like the fitness aspect, I don't feel like tick the box with with, with an e bike. Surely um, because I wasn't, I never broke a sweat in it. <laughs> That's a very weird thing because I never broke a sweat in it. It's, I, I'll go out in my first climb on, on my own mountain bike and be sweating within two or three minutes, like, and mm-hmm. get to the top of the trail and you know, you squeeze the helmet off the top of your head and it just a river flows. Out, you know. <laughs> Uh, and i never once did it like on the on the e-bike um and just purely because you know you' have the you your back yeah your battery assisted over a climb so you're not you don't have to you don't have you're not putting in that extra energy to to keep climbing but that's a bit of a downside for me with the with the thing um you know i was able to ride around with my jacket fully zipped up and no ventilation I, and you don't actually have a water bottle holder on, 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 the, on the frame but then you don't actually really need it as urgent as what you would need it in on your own mountain bike so mm-hmm.
2: Yeah and I suppose it's that kind of thing if you're getting an e-bike to get fitter and go back to the old scenario if you are going out with a group of guys who are really fit and you're getting an e-bike to stick with them well you're never really going to improve your yeah, fitness yeah. Exactly. Okay. Now it may be better than doing nothing. But yeah. yeah you know, you're never going to get to those guys level or close to them because every time it gets tougher, you're just going to, you know, go onto the boost setting or you're just going to make it more assisted so it's easier. So you're never actually building up that core muscle that you need.
3: That's that's kind of my thinking. Now I don't I don't ride with I don't ride with a heart rate monitor and I don't get scientific about it I, I kind of ride by feeling I you know if I'm sweating I'm, I'm working if you know what I mean and when I I wasn't sweating so I didn't feel like I was working and the first day I took it out I did like a 25 kilometer spin and I climbed for a thousand meters and that for me is a that's me is a quite is a is a big day's work on a mountain mm-hmm. bike and I woke up the next day and it's like I hadn't been on the bike the day before and then I kind of was like well if if I feel like that now, have I actually gained any fitness level as such? And I think that's, I think that's important. Look, I, I don't have time to go to the gym. You know, mountain biking is my outlet for keeping fit and some level of fitness. And if I, if I'm not ticking that box with the e-bike, it's, it's not the It's not the bike then for me to be on. Mm -hmm. Um, when I did do the big open mountain spin, I was working harder. And there was at times when I was doing, I was breaking sweat. But that's when I got down to, that's when I got off the fire roads, the, the easy peasy climb up a fire road stuff, and I was climbing up goat trails and I was climbing up rocky paths and I was working hard, like you know, climbing up off camera banks and stuff. And that's when you're working hard, and, and that's where you were getting your fitness gains. Out of the e-bike, but just riding around my local forest, I wasn't getting those gains.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, and I'll tell you my first experience of it was me and my mate went to Castle wellen mm-hmm. and um, we went out for a spin. We were halfway around and I, I was having issues with my bike rim. There was something wrong and I kept getting punctures. I had three punctures that day. Um, I finally ran out of tubes, so <laughs> I, couldn't fix, I couldn't fix the bike. So me and my mate had to limp back to the car park and, His day was kind of ruined because his day was mostly spent with me fixing punctures. Um, So we went into the adventure center there and we got chatting, and they're awesome, awesome people in there. And um, I forget her name now, but the lady in there said, Look, you know, you've got about 45, 50 minutes of light left. Why don't you just take a couple of the e bikes out and go for a spin? Mm -hmm. And we were like, Ah, no, it's okay. And she said, Go ahead, take a couple. So myself and Calm went out and we knew we were limited for time. So on a trail that would normally take you a nice comfortable say a couple of hours or something like that just below it we blasted around that thing on the e-bikes in 45 minutes. Yeah. And I think for that scenario they worked really well because we were pushing we were because we were fighting the light and we were pushing we were going hard. Mm -hmm. we were pushing hard in the uphills and stuff so i think for that scenario it kind of works if you've got a a trail network or a loop or something you do on your back door and let's say you have only an hour that you can spend to do it um, but the loop would take you let's just say a couple hours for argument you could do it on the e-bike within the time and i think it kind of works for that scenario as well
3: yeah you do have that area where it'll work and you know you, you push for time and you want to get a spin in and um you know the e-bike will definitely no doubt without a doubt get you around that trail quicker like you'll, you'll do it you know the long i know i just noticed um the longest climb for me one of the longest climbs for me and where i ride in ravensdale um it takes about 35 minutes or so to to ride up and in the e-bike, I did it in about fifteen minutes cruising. Wow, that was so. I essentially rode up to the top of that specific downhill trail, or trail, and I rode down. I did that kind of, I did that whole thing in about half an hour. Whereas if I was if, less than half an hour, whereas if I was just on my regular bike, I'd have probably done it in about forty odd or 50, forty-five minutes. Was mm-hmm. is usually the you know the time frame. So there, you get you can get a run in easier. You get two runs in the hour where you only get, you know, two runs in the, the hour and a quarter or whatever, or an hour and a half. So, yeah, you can see where it adds up there. And that's one argument that a lot of, you know, people with e bikes will tell you to get, you get more, they say, oh, you're on e bike, you can get to ride more trails in the same amount of time. And I've actually, I happen to know. One of the designers from High Hi Bike. I don't know if it's a German brand. I don't know if you know. They're one of the early pioneers for e-bikes, and he always said to me, "E-bikes are great. You get to ride up this. You get to ride up your local trails. You can do four runs in the same time that you do two runs." And so I was like, so when I got on the e-bike, I was like, "Yeah, I can. I know I can do that." So yeah, I can ride. So basically, I, I could ride ten trails in the same time. It would take me to ride say seven trails. But I didn't enjoy the ten trails as much as I would have rode enjoyed the seven trails, and I'll tell you it's because for me it was because of the heavier weight that you're carrying. Yes, the e-bike can take you up to the top of the trail easier, quicker, faster, less energy. But for me, mountain biking is about having fun and having great crack going down the hill. I don't. I'll accept the struggle because the reward down the hill is worth the struggle. If you know what I mean,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The
3: extra weight on the e-bike makes it a lot less of a playful bike going down the trails so i i could ride 10 trails in the same time as seven but the 10 trails wouldn't i wouldn't have as much crack in them if you know what i mean i i didn't i wouldn't have enjoyed them as much and and that's where for me that argument sort of fell down a bit with the e-bikes um i would rather do seven trails on my normal mountain bike I know I'm going to be class crack and I'm going to be buzzing at the end of it. Whereas I was only coming in at the end of some of the trails going, yeah, that was good crack, but it was okay. <laughs> you know that type of thing. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the bit where that argument doesn't work for me. Um, it kind of, it goes, I suppose it goes great against the grain a bit of what the marketing for e-biking says, you know, do more trails, less time, more stoke and, I don't think you do. I don't.
2: I definitely don't think you do. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And I know I was watching the new Rocky Mountain vid for one of their e-bikes, and the stuff the guy was doing on the e-bike was amazing. Yeah. You know, And I could never get to that level on my normal yeah. bike. But for the general percentage of people, they're not going to be jumping on an e-bike. They're not going to be doing that kind of stuff on an e-bike. And I suppose they're not really marketed or designed in that way. To a certain extent no um now you do get full suspension e-bikes obviously um they're quite expensive but you do you do get them and i suppose that's what that is kind of aimed at but yeah i can certainly understand what you're saying for me personally when i was on on the cube one great great bike no doubt but um when you were cornering and stuff like that you were definitely feeling the weight. It definitely had to be cornered differently.
3: Yeah. Well the summit I'm on is a full full suspension summit. Now it's the same spec as the Vitus Summit. The e summit is the same geometry spec as the as the summit without the battery, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But the, what I noticed with the e-bike coming down the trails was I saw you sort of smash into things instead of you know skipping over things or whatever. Um, you were sort of kind of smashing through the trail and getting down the hill and I suppose if you ride like that then it's no different to you but I, I I don't ever quite feel like I do ride like that normally and you know in sections that I'd know well that I would kind of you know maybe pop on that rock to kind of bunny hop maybe over the next rock or something into a corner I couldn't do it you go to pull up you know to, to bunny hop or whatever and nothing happens because you've got an extra 10 kilos you're pulling up <laughs> Yeah. And you know, so so you get into this different slightly different way of riding where you just you just kind of smash down the trails. It's great in some sections where so say when you're on a mellow or a sort of gradient trail, um and you do need that extra wee pedal stroke between the corner or whatever, you know, you're coming down and you know somebody put a corner where they shouldn't have been, it should be a straight line and they slow it slows you down, you need to catch up back speed quickly. You know, you, you, you smash in a couple of pedal strokes in the e-bike and bang you back up to good speed again, and that's deadly. Like I, I was like, well, I was loving that bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then the one, and then when I took the e-bike out onto the open mountain and I rode those trails and I got out of the forestry, that's where I actually really loved riding the e-bike down a hill more so than in a forestry. In the forestry, for me like natural trails down the far, it's very intense. You know, you, you're you either hitting a root or a rock or you're hitting a hole or, you know, and you're quite limited. You've really got only less than the width of the handlebars sort of a trail width to play a rain gun. Whereas the open mountain, you know, there's a lot more scope on the trails that I ride in particular, you know, and they're they're, they're, fa- they're quite, some of them are quite fast. But they're not as intense, if you know what I mean. You've you've a, um, you a wider range, wider, a slightly longer distance between hits and obstacles and stuff like that. And that's where the suspension for me worked really good because the extra weight gave the bike a bit more of a planted feel coming down the mountain. So you're where you're on like the kind of the off Cambury grassy bits, or you know it's kind of slippy there, and not many people had ridden it that month, you know. Mm -hmm. where everybody's riding the forestry trail every week, you know, you had a bit more grip and a bit more, um, a planted feel on the bike coming down the hills. And that's where the, the, the the suspension and the e bike kind of worked for me a lot better because it had time to kind of absorb it and just kind of feel better. You know, sometimes you're hitting a boggy kind of open met and boggy spot. And it just kind of worked a lot better for me on there. I enjoyed it. Um, with the e bike, you have, um, you basically a are pedal assisted, so they work up to a speed of 15 uh, mile an hour, 25 kilometres an hour, and above 25 kilometres an hour, you, you, you're you on your own, you, you don't have a battery pushing you on, so when you get above that speed, the, the bicycle doesn't, it didn't make a difference, you know, having the battery or not having the battery, because um, you weren't using the battery above 15 mile an hour, so that's that would that's one thing with the with the e-bike that's um I think people might assume that you have a constant supply of power on you. You don't and a lot of the times you're on a trail, you're above fifth, you're going to be above fifteen mile an hour in places. So you're so you don't essentially need the e-bike in those places. It's only when you get down to around that ten to fifteen mile an hour speed bracket that, that, that you do that the e-bike comes into its play there with the with the power assist.
2: Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that you have to have it on one mode. If you can you ride that summit, turn off.
3: Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You can pedal away, but you won't. Um, you won't want to go very far. <laughs> with, no, because you're too heavy. Yeah. 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 You won't. Yeah. You. Um. Yeah. It does feel like there's an anchor. Kind of. You're dragging an anchor out the back. Sometimes, if you, especially if you're trying to climb anywhere with no we know with with the, with the, without pedal assist battery
2: on it. Yeah. And you know, I know uh, from being in the store and I know from chatting to a few guys and stuff um, and the guys around here, I know that the e-bike thing is getting popular across Europe. Now it definitely is. And they're selling more and more of them every year, but in the USA, it's very different. Um, I know that on their trail networks, there's a lot of them that you're not allowed to use anything that's motorized, and that includes a an e-bike. So effectively, you're only allowed horses, or you're allowed your mountain bike, or you're allowed to walk on a lot of these trails. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of guys in the US, and I may be speaking out a turn a wee bit here, but as far as I can see from what I'm reading the media and stuff, that there's a, there's a big shift against them in the USA. They're definitely not as popular as in Europe. Have you came across anything like that yourself?
3: Um, not really. You know, you have the kind of the stigma, the initial kind of, you know, you're on an e-bike, you're cheating type of thing, but mm. um, that's, that's more of a joke. I think they're quite, I think they are becoming more, more acceptable on the trails. You've seen a few more of them out there now all the time. Um, for me, like, I, I, I have, you hear the kind of, I do, I read the forms as well, and you see them, especially the American kind of forms, and they always say, oh, it's a, it's a motorbike. It's a, it's, a, it's, that's, that's not a bicycle, that's a motorbike. And I would 100% say, no, it's a bicycle. Um, because I have ridden motorbikes all my life since I was three years old, and an e bike is nothing like a motorbike. <laughs> it's, mm. it's a bicycle with, uh, pedal assist on it it's basically somebody just giving you a little bit of a shove up a the hill there's no you know it's 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 a bicycle um you know there's uh, there's no you know when you're coming down it you're not cutting the trail any more different than you are cutting it on, on on your own mountain bike you know the tires are actually a bit wider so you're probably actually doing a bit maybe less damage in places because you have a wider footprint so you're not a narrower and narrower tire would cut in quicker deeper into the trail mm-hmm. which the wider one probably wouldn't um and as i said as i was trying to refer to or sort of referring to earlier once you go over that 50 15 mile an hour 25 kilometers an hour you're freewheeling anyway so you're not um, you're not the motor isn't spinning there to cut up the trail quicker, you know. You, you're, you're freewheeling, so you're freewheeling the same on a mountain bike as, a, uh, as an e bike. So I don't see how there's trail uh degradation there either, you
2: know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not like these things have a throttle on them and you can spend yeah. the bike wheeling first gear and all, <laughs> it's just not doable.
3: No, exactly. There's no throttle if you don't pedal, you don't go anywhere, you have to pedal to to go forward and it's, you know, the battery, it kind of comes in steadily. It's sort of smooth. It doesn't come in like a, an on off switch. It kind of ramps in. And then as you build a little bit more speed, then the, the battery power builds up a bit quicker. And then if you get to 15, 15 mile an hour, like you, you, you have to pedal it up all, all 100% on your own. You know, you, you don't have, you don't have any assistance after that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's is very, very interesting indeed now. Um and I, I think I think we're only going to see more of them, but I wanted to chat to you as well because they're going to be in uh the Vitus first tracks in Juro, aren't they?
3: Yeah, there's a new rule. Uh they passed a new class for this year, an e bike class across um all national championships here in Ireland. Um I think they proposed it to the Cycling Ireland Federation in the AGM back in October and November, and then they had to obviously just check for insurance details and stuff like that, and then it was approved for racing this year. So in the Vitus, first tracks, Vitus first tracks and Cup, the Gravity Enduro Ireland Series, and also the Grassroots Enduro Series in, um, down south they have an e-bike class for that you can compete in. Mm-hmm. And actually, they just had the first round of the grassroots series um, last year weekend in Cork, and there was six, I think, six e-bikes in that category.
2: Right. Okay. So that that'll be a good way to gauge it, I think, to see how popular it is. Yeah,
3: yeah exactly. To see to see how it works and see um, who's interested in it. It'll be interesting to see. I know. I think. I what well, from what I understand, the first round of, of the Vitis First Tracks Enduro Cup there'll be no alteration. So it's basically, it's just your normal five stages as it is. There's no extra e-bike stage, you know, like with a climb in it or anything like that. I think it's just, I think they're just going to gauge it to see if the numbers reflect the interest and then grow it from there to see, to see how things go. Mm -hmm.
2: And as far as wattage and batteries and stuff go, because you can get 400, you can get 500 watt batteries. Is there going to be any kind of, um, I don't. Uh, yeah, you know, is it easy to cheat in that kind of thing? Or
3: I know, um, from talking to people that had them, like some people got them chipped, and mm-hmm. uh, you can chip them basically. You know, like you would chip something in a car or whatever, yeah. and that give you a more top end speed. So I don't know how you're going to regulate that unless because you you now introducing another kind of level of scrutiny, and and then. You know, with that, then you're following on, you're opening yourself up to protests. So you could technically, if you believe, say if there was a bike there that you believed was, uh, that was um, chipped, then you, as a, as a competitor, have a right to lodge an appeal. So then somebody would need to be able to... a scrutineer would need to be able to examine that motor to see if it was chipped, to see if your protest would be upheld. So that's open another kind of can of worms that probably I've just opened. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I just know from motorcycling, you know, if uh, you know, if say you're in a like it, a road race category where it's a 600 cc engine, and somebody you know tries to run on a 650 cc engine, and you know, there's a complaint put in they can split the engine and see what capacity size is there, you know. So can you do that on an e bike? I don't know the ins and outs and how you would on the motor. Mm. It's it's still a motor and if it can be chipped, somebody's gonna fucking chip it. <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. And you know, it'll come the time when when you're lining up on your bike, your your motor has to get into a diagnostics machine. And that'll tell you whether it's checked or not, and then you'll have to do the same at the end.
3: <laughs> yeah. But for me, I, I never like do you have three power modes in, in an e-bike? Um, I never went I never bothered with boost or trail. Eco was all I ever rode and I always and that was all I just felt was enough. It was the one that gave you the best range on battery life. And it got me up any hill that I pretty much needed to. Um, you know, if you run it in boost mode, it's it's you know you're t- it's 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 a r- little rocket ship in boost mode up to fifteen mile an hour, but mm. you know it drains the battery pretty quick. So I don't, I didn't really see any advantage or any need or reason for it. Um, so yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, you know somebody that really wants to cheat, what they could do is they could go uphill in boost mode and then they could have a mate hiding in a hedge somewhere with a new battery for them if they're going to drain the battery. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but I think the batteries are expensive. They're not cheap.
2: No, they're not cheap at all.
3: Batteries are something like seven hundred pound. I don't know if that's correct or not. But
2: no, I think you're right. I think they're in and around that kind of money. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I know that I know that that e Summit one that you're riding uses the Shimano motor and battery. Yeah, it
3: does. Yeah.
2: Um, and I think Shimano and Bosch are the two best quality ones.
3: Yeah. Yamaha um, also do a motor, but I think shimano and bosch have sort of taken lead
2: now yeah um and i know that i know they are definitely around that kind of money to replace a 500 watt Mm -hmm. battery so uh no they're not cheap and as far as the bikes go um i suppose that one being full suspension you were on do you know what kind of money that was retailing for
3: yeah i was very surprised um that bike there's two versions of two specs I was on just the lower spec and it's at three thousand two hundred pound, and then the higher spec, so the VR eSummit is coming in at um. It was coming in at three eight pound, three thousand eight hundred pound, which actually is quite cheap
1: because yeah. I was
3: looking at the 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 intense Taser that was just released and it's priced at uh, seven and a half thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a big, you know, chunk uh, that's quite a big difference in price range. Okay, there's one thing that'll we'll offset one thing when you're looking at e-bikes or whatever is you know the mount, the frame and the, how that's sort of designed. And the the, the vitus one is the battery kind of looks bolted onto the frames side of thing, whereas the like the intense or the high bike or the specialized, or what were you saying? You were saying the YT, they've got that in modular frame the battery is in is, is built in mm-hmm. frame so it's kind of hidden so that's sort of one thing if you're looking to buy a bike that's where you're where, where you see the differences in the price range If you're wondering why one bike is so much more expensive than the other it's, just, it's down to the battery and the, the, the frame and the design on it as well
2: yeah and some of them you know from a distance you wouldn't even think they were e-bikes no no they're so well designed now. Some of them are, are absolutely stunning. Um, but yeah, they can go right up to especially for the full suspension, they can go right up to, like you were saying, that six 7,000 even. Yeah,
3: go, the Pivot the released one last year. I think that was like nine and a half grand.
0: What? Yeah.
3: That was huge money. When I when I, I think it's around the 9,000 marker for that Pivot. I think there's a Quite, there's a bit of a fancy battery in it but it's still nine grand for a bicycle that is a lot of money
2: that's a lot of dough like most people don't even spend anywhere near that in a car
3: no no that's right. yeah or buy a motorbike cheaper than that
2: yeah and a nice motorbike yeah back. exactly
3: yeah it will do more than 15 mile an hour so
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that's true um now as far as battery life and stuff goes did you have any issues with that or how long did the ego
3: battery life is always something that will sit in the back of your head on an e-bike um, from the, the one I had okay so I had the, the Vitus E summit and it was an X demo we'd just done a full year so I don't know what battery life is going to be like from you but going on this experience after a year the battery range from fully charged was 60 mile so when you switched it on first thing left it in eco mode um, to get your longest range, you were given sixty mile, and that's a that's a lot. That is that's a lot. Good man. Because that day I was like, on the big spin, I was like, that's a lot. I, I could do this twice. But sixty mile is pro- the, the the motor doesn't know where you're going, so it's just gauging sixty miles sitting stationary s- still. So it's not taking in, it can't take into account of where you're going uphill, downhill, or whatever. So mm-hmm. then the stress or effort that you're putting in on the battery is going to determine the range that you're going to get so pretty quickly because my spin was pretty much straight uphill for the for the first half hour so i hit the bat. so doing that took the battery life halved it down to 30 mile and I was only, you know, I wasn't that long into my spin. I was like, all right, I'm actually gonna make this. I after thinking I'm gonna make it twice, I was like, oh, I might I'm actually make the full way around here.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then when I settled into my spin, where it was a mixture of climb and descend and climb and descending, the battery actually went back up a bit from the 30 mile and then mm-hmm. started to kind of come back down. Now I did that spin and I was out what was I was probably out for about four hours all told. And I came in on an empty battery um, mm-hmm. and that, but it was worked hard the whole way around because it was an open mountain spin. Whereas I was, te- as I was saying, I wasn't just like, like daydreaming up a fire road. I was, I was working hard at it to go around. So I, I got that spin in pretty, I was pleased to get that one in with, uh, with the full range of battery. So it, it's going to, de- it's going to depend on where you ride it and how you're riding it. With the rain, so it's kind of a "how long is a piece of string" scenario, but it's something you're always going to have to have in the back of your mind that you know you still need that little bit to get home.
2: <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. And you have a dial on the handlebars. You have a wee um, a wee digital display there. It tells you what speed you're doing, what mode you're in, and yeah. it tells you how how much battery life and stuff you have left.
3: Yeah, you have a little little uh, display readout on your thing, and you can toggle a little toggle switch on it, and it'll tell you what. Power mode you're in, it'll tell you the time, the battery range you have left, the mileage that you're doing, your average speed, this current speed that you're doing, and then um I think the, the candons it'll tell you that as well. So, it'll tell you what sort of RPM you're kind of pedaling at. If you're kind of cycling to that sort of it if that's sort of how you cycle, you know, to
2: mm-hmm.
3: you can, it'll tell you. It'll tell yeah. you that.
2: And that battery you can clip off the bike and take on home with you and charge just via your your normal electrical sockets.
3: Yeah, the battery just pops out and you you have a you have a little charger and you just plug it into the wall of your house and and, and walk away and leave it overnight and charge. Or you can charge it in. You can charge it. Um, leave the battery bolted into the bike and charge it that way instead if you
2: want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they are very user friendly.
3: Yeah, they're very user friendly and they're very you know. It's, it's it's uh well sealed and secure and safe. You know, it's not like it's there's any stray wires or anything like that with it. No, it's it's waterproof and everything, so
2: it's pretty mm-hmm. good. cool. And looking a wee bit into the future, where do you see the electric bike thing going? How do you think it'll advance? I think
3: it's got to advance. A, uh, it's, the bikes have got to get lighter, and the range has got to get a bit further. And I think when they start to do that, then they're going to come back in going to be a real um competition for regular mountain bikers so the light they need to get them lighter and they need to get them uh with a further range is it would be my line of thinking with the with the with the mountain and with the e-bikes
2: mm-hmm. yeah and i think the battery thing is a it's a big concern to everybody that buys one isn't it like what's the range yeah you what,
3: know what is the range and how you ride it For me, my my advice can give is just leave it in eco mode and and you've got all the range that you'd probably need. Like if you if you've only got like I if I only have time to do a two hour spin and I'm on an e-bike, well then I've plenty of power, I don't need any more. Or if I have only time to do a five hour spin, I still have plenty of power. I don't need any more.
0: Um
3: I don't know how you're gonna do those. You know, sometimes people think, Oh, you get it and you can kinda Right, all day well i don't think you can because you're going to run out of power some stage so you won't have enough um so, and then as you said like a, a battery is 700 quid so it's not like you're going to have a spare 700 quid battery in your van that you just pop in yeah and go again so but then you know if you're out for sunday morning spin you've got all the power and range that you need because you're not you're, you know can, you can only cycle the amount of time spare time that you've got to go and you know, like you can't you've got to able to go on cycle you know so
2: mm-hmm. yeah that's it and now don't quote me on this but i think mondrake are coming out with a system that you can attach another battery so you can take a smaller battery with you oh. in your in your backpack or keep it on your bike or whatever yeah. and if you are out for a longer time or whatever you run out of battery unexpectedly you can you can plug this thing into your existing battery or whatever and it gives you a boost you know an extra how many miles i don't know but mm. i think that's that's something that's going to be seen in the near future as well
3: yeah i think that's you kind of you get a jail free card you know to get you home i think mm. that if you can carry it it'll be it'd be well worth being able to do once it's affordable maybe it'll come with the bike you know that you will come with a yeah. bat- and a half a battery with the bike
2: Yeah. I it's interesting. It's it's certainly it's certainly interesting. I think they're here to stay. Um
3: well that's kind of the million, I suppose the million dollar question, you know, would I would I have one? And I think you you kinda asked me that in the beginning as well. I would have one, yeah. (laughs) That's after all like the the bad stuff maybe I might have said (laughs) again. I would have I still would have one, but I would have it as my second bike. And that's that's kind of, I suppose that's kind of where I kind of went with kind of my small journey on e-bikes. um, Because especially in Ireland, you know, we're not, we don't really, you know, an enduro bike in Ireland will probably take you anywhere that you need to ta- take you on any gnarly trail. You know, there's a, probably a lesser need for downhill bikes maybe in Ireland. You do see that in the shops, go into the shop and there's not so many downhill bikes mm. on this page. Whereas the e-bike, you know, as a second option is kind of becoming maybe more logical for somewhere like Ireland to to have, you know, you can get out and you can go do those kind of big adventure style spins that you want to do, but you're not going to do every weekend and you still have your mountain, your regular mountain bike to head up, hit up your local trails and smash out runs. Like, so I think for me, yeah, I would love, I would still like to have an e-bike. I don't miss it. Um, having jumped on the escarp, the wide escarp there for a few weeks, I don't miss the the summer, but I still would be nice to have one in your shed. And I see, I do see people um, that are doing that. Are kind of are, have gone down that road and have 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 the e bike and the regular mountain bike in the shed, and then they can kind of pick and choose depending on what they want to ride and do. And I think that's pretty cool. You know, get out and ride somewhere like the Morns or the Wicklow Way or mm-hmm. the Cool Mountains or up. Donnygar Mountains, and and you go riding the e-bike, and you can you can get a lot more, a lot more done, and more, maybe enjoy it more on the e-bike. Different yeah, sort
2: of yeah, I think that's right. And you know, here in Malta, I see a lot of guys because the traffic here is a real real issue, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of guys now great climate and all here, they are coming in and getting e-bikes with the idea of using them just sheerly as commuters, just A to B for work, so they don't have to worry about the traffic, they don't have to worry about where they're going to park when they get to work and they're getting out, they're getting a wee bit of exercise I see that Um, and you know to be honest, at the end of the day when Con and myself came back from that ride round uh, Castle Welland, we both had smiles on our face yeah you know, we both enjoyed it. We, It was a good blast. And But you're right. I don't think with the price of e-bikes, that would get you a hell of a good all-suspension mountain bike.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, so if you're going to have to choose one or the other, for me, I'm going to go for the normal bike all day.
3: Yeah, and I, and I would too. And, you know, five years ago, I thought I needed an e-bike, but now I don't. It'd be just nice to have one. Is kind of where I'd be sitting on the fence now. Be, you know, that second bike. If I had, if, if I could have a second bike tomorrow, I'd have an e like, but mm-hmm. I'd still want my mountain bike every day of the week. But yeah. Once, you know.
2: Yeah, and it's like you say that the mountain bikes now are so good that you can get one bike, especially if you're a weekend warrior. Mm, yeah. You can get one bike that will do everything for you, basically.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, like Ross Trevor is probably. The biggest place for yeah. like a downhill bike, and 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 enduro bikes, you know, can do it nearly just as good as what well. a downhill bike can can do it round Driver. So mm-hmm. you have a good spec downhill, a good spec enduro bike, you know, you've got the best of both worlds there. Um, and then, yeah, and if, if you kind of like having bikes, then your second bike you should you should definitely consider one of those because. I know the argument he bikes cheating. It's not cheating. Who are you cheating? You're not cheating. You know, there's nothing to cheat.
2: No, right? no, like, exactly.
3: You're enjoying it. You're cheating. Nobody. And you know, it's, I, I, that, that argument doesn't really wash it. Maybe, you
0: know,
2: no, it's no, I know it's, it's funny because when Con and myself were going around castle, we did pass, um, a man out with, um, two younger kids, and he we passed them a brief rate and then he shouted, Are those e-bikes? <laughs> and we were like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, Ah oh, you yes are a couple of cheaters. But and it was only as a bit of fun, you know, we were all having a good and one day and we had a chat about it and stuff. But yeah, exactly. Like, who are you cheating? You're not you're not racing these guys, you're just out in a different ride. So yeah, it doesn't that doesn't
3: like like you cheating if you're if you're on Strava I, I was i actually because i don't i don't normally use strava and i went back in strava to just record the sort of times and distance i was riding and i was i went out with the intention of like getting as many king of the king of the mountains or some of the times and i didn't get one <laughs> I just, like i was sick and like there's just xy riders that was smoky all day and week regardless of what you're riding you know so you're not cheating anybody yeah yeah uh, and if you and if and if Strava's your thing, you're just in an imaginary race there anyway. So you're really only cheating yourself using Strava. So, because, <laughs> because what you're racing against, the shadow, like it's that's that's a whole different world altogether. But, um,
0: yeah,
3: yeah, Strava's an, an imaginary race that doesn't exist.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah.
3: well, good luck to you. <laughs> I
2: just... So, um, I don't know if we actually answered that question if e bikes are for you or not, to be honest. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I told you at the beginning I probably wouldn't be able to answer it, but I think my best answer I can give is e-bikes are for me yes as my second mountain bike. I think I think it's my second mountain bike purely on the basis that I can I, I, I I'm on a position now where I'm riding enough on a regular mountain bike that my fitness is good. I love going down the trails on a regular mountain bike as opposed to an e-bike because i feel they're a bit heavier and they're just not as fun and but i'd still love to have an e-bike sitting in the shed just looking at a big mountain and going i want to ride as much as that as i can today and i have the e-bike charged up don't forget to charge it and head out and do that and and still have a blast of a day so it's it's horses for courses and you're never going to get a Yes or no answer on sort of that topic, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah, if you could have two bikes, have a regular mountain bike and have an e-bike, or if you're in a situation where you're only riding once every two months, then consider an e-bike because you know it'll take the misery out of climbing, and you can you can still go out with your mates and ride some trails and have good fun down the trails and not worry about performance or. Going down the trails and still be able to ride with them up the trails and not you know, holding them back and you're still getting it in the mountain. And that's that's at the end of the day, what it's all about, anyway. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's well said. Um, it just depends what environment you're in, what you're wanting to do, and what your mates do, and everything else. There's a lot comes into play. It's not just a simple yes or no. I think.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Yeah, good stuff. Well, listen, thanks so much, Robert, for coming on again. I really do appreciate it. And
3: um, Yeah, no worries. It was a good chat. If anything, I don't know if we uh, set the world to right or not, but I definitely yeah. give a non-biased opinion on, on what it's, on what they're like. Hopefully that maybe helps if some people make up their minds on what they're like. And uh, definitely go demo one. Go take one out and go demo it you know, pretty much every bike shop around will have an e-bike there for demo um, and just go ride it and see what you think. Yeah, the best thing you can do.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. And, um, you know, I think it would, I think you would struggle not to come back with a bit of a smile on your face. And the only time, the only time that would happen is if you ran out of battery. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, as long as you're going downhill, you'll be all right because you don't really need the battery downhill.
2: Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Well thanks bro. Um it's awesome to chat to you and um I know the Irish race is well on its way and your website's doing wonderful things there covering that. So we'll be chatting back and forth about that as well on the podcast and keeping up to date what's what's happening with those guys and seeing how the, the Irish boys are performing in the EWS and stuff. So um I'm sure I'll be chatting to you in the near future anyway.
3: Yeah, no bother at all. I look forward to having a chat with about that one
2: good stuff Robert um, have a good one and go and charge up that e-bike
3: <laughs> I will do thanks very much cheers Take bye 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 bye
1: I love that and I hope you enjoyed that episode folks it's such an interesting topic on the old mountain biking game at the minute and Robert thanks so much for coming on the podcast again pal and chatting about Your e bike uh, you had from Chain Reaction and uh, your thoughts on the subject. Now, folks, if you want to know more about the episode, just go to the website mtb tribe.com and you will get the show notes there with links to the bike Robert reviewed from Chain Reaction. You will get links to Robert's stuff, his website, Freewheeling, and all good, quick, easy links there for you to access. Now, you can also get involved more with the show and subscribe again just go to the website go to the subscribe section pop in your email address and you will get one email a week just letting you know who's coming on the show and a quick link there to listen to the episode you can also listen to the bike catalogue via the website just go on there and search all episodes and you'll be able to search through and see if there's anything there appeals to your interests now, if you want to help the show further, folks, just share with friends, share on your socials, and let somebody know about the podcast you feel may be interested in it that is the best way to help the show just get the word of mouth out there we are also on socials instagram and facebook at mtv tribe and you can get in contact with me via there just direct message me you can also email me on the website the email address is info at mtv-tribe.com send it send me an email let me know who you would like on the show what topics you would like covered and i will try my best to do that so thanks again folks thanks for being here Thanks for listening to the show. The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean and Stitcher. And um, you can also listen directly from the website. So thanks for doing that. I really appreciate it, folks. And until next week, have a great week on the trails. I hope you get out over the weekend. And I'll chat to you on another episode of the MTB Tribe Podcast.